This is The President's Neck is Missing. Your quasi-intellectual guide through today's modern world with host Rurik Yakel and special guest Neo Guevara. Warning, language, content, listen at your own risk. Here now is Rurik Yakel. I am drinking a delicious uh, white Russian. Uh, one of my favorite drinks of uh, all time. Um, What's his name? Partly it... <laughs> hey, I'll introduce you in a second. You be quiet. Um, hello, everybody. I am Rourke Yakel. Uh, President Snack is missing. Uh, before we get going, as always, please send your comments, concerns, and feedback at presidentsnack at gmail.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook and, of course, SoundCloud. I'd uh, love to hear from you. So our comments can be featured on future episodes and we can mock and ridicule you to our throat is sore. Um, I'm going to leap right into it uh, today. Um, I got lots of energy and uh, let's be honest, I have nothing to do. Um, with me from Spittle County, home of the Loogie, Neil Guevara. Is that why they call it Spittle County? I thought it was for like the blowjobs, but okay. Okay. <laughs> come on we all know we all been to spittle county have we one time in our lives we've been there i suppose in the philosophical sense we've we've all been there i really do have to say that white russians are are quite delicious i'm i'm going i'm staking my reputation on it See, it's the uh tis the season for moi and the uh bacardi gold with the uh two percent beatrice eggnog that's my that's my jam and a shot of baileys that's a good little additive for those of you out there who want to kick it up a notch you take uh two ounces of bacardi gold an ounce of baileys and then you fill the rest up with two percent beatrice eggnog and voila Oh, I like it. I like it. I'm writing this up. Creamy. Follow me for more recipes. Very, very, very <laughs> creamy. And, and if you can get your hands on some uh, compliments, extra creamy eggnog, that stuff is is gold. Oh, I'm well, then I, I'm writing all this down. Uh, hey, thanks, you don't have Neo. to. It's being recorded. <laughs> Neo, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for coming. Uh, obviously, we got a big show. Uh, we want to talk about, um, just wanted to get right into it, um, talking about things that are obviously happening into our, our climate with COVID and things that I see are blowing up more and more. And I want to discuss to, with you about the ever-loving conspiracy theories. Um, I find it interesting. Uh, I've always had this idea that conspiracy theories um, are like wildfires. Um, and they're one of those things that somebody can light and they they can light this in the field. And by the time the other person comes along to tries to put that out, um, they already have lit another one. And it, it's almost like you're doubling your actions. You try to put these things out. Um, and uh, I, I found a good quote um, from Mark Twain. It says, a lie can travel around the world and back again while the truth is lacing up its boots. And uh, that's, yeah, that seems to be the case. Um, so before we begin, I just want to, I want to clarify just so we kind of get things out of the way. Um, I think every one of us believes in a conspiracy theory at some level or another. Um, and, and that's not to say, that's not to say um, that all of us are, are, are believing in these far reaching conspiracies, but there are degrees to them. And, and I know that every one of us have those things in us to do. So um, but what we want to tackle tonight and what we want to really dive into on this subject is 
what are conspiracy theories? Uh, why do they get a lot of traction? We're definitely going to dive into a lot of the ones that we've seen in the past and in the future and see where it takes us. Um, so, like, Neil, what was your first what was your first recollection uh, as a, at a young age of a conspiracy theory? Like, what did you have, man? Wow. That's a really, that's a really interesting question. I to think of I, the first, well, aliens, aliens would be the very first conspiracy right. theory. That, that's that a good call. Of. So like Roswell, like you, you remember the the old new well, Indian, yeah, Mexico, in the, area, the, the 51, area 51, right? Yeah, exactly. So that would have been the, that would have been the first, you know, talked about thing. And then, you know, like I grew up in the era of watching Unsolved Mysteries as a kid and E.T., you know, so Alien, you know, the 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 whole, you know, franchise Aliens was, you know, blasting off at that point in time. So it was very, you know, steeped in the in the culture. Sci-fi was super huge in the 80s. So Aliens were uh, were a big part of that. And it seemed like, you know, one of those plausible ones in, in the sense of it was just so familiar and when you like even on our planet here man um when you take a look at some of the marine life okay for an example like look at an elephant what the fuck is that like you know what i mean it, like what the fuck is an elephant like you just like we see that thing running around a giraffe like we have all these crazy creatures and then us ourselves man and our circulatory systems our our nervous systems everything that you know all the components that make us us to think that we're the only things you know and that which we know within this realm which we haven't even fully discovered you know in my opinion it just so yeah, it's just so one of those things you, like, because you can't say for sure, so you can't know undoubtedly. And then when you've got, you know, a lot of people, it, it's it's just one of those things. You know what I mean? Where in the in the realm of life and how life finds a way, I I just I I, I refuse in for my personal self to think in shallowly to the point of we're the only ones and we're the superior beings of the entire universe, which is you know infinite by all means. You, so, I mean, you obviously believe in, in aliens or some level of, of life outside of us. Correct? Absolutely. I do. Okay. So, um, you know, obviously uh, Area 51 was notorious for the conspiracy that in the 1950s, um, a spaceship crashed in, in some uh, Nevada desert and, you know, the government came and basically um hid hid this fact they grabbed these aliens independence day did a, a kind of a tongue-in-cheek uh homage to this concept where you know they kept all these aliens they they learned about the spacecrafts and stuff like that and then they you know used it to fucking win the big war thanks to randy quaid um reverse so, engineering you know, did, exactly now did you like as like growing up or like even today did, like where where does Roswell sit with you in conspiracy in conspiracy land? Um, do you, I mean that's a long time to try to withhold that kind of info? Um, well, I mean, I don't I don't look at it as um, that particular incident. Um, oh, okay. What, and and the reason for that is is because there's just so much outside of that that's the same subject. There's so many. People claiming abductions and video, you know, handy cam cam sightings and, and photographs going back decades. We were talking about every decade. We're talking about you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people across the world claiming these sightings, claiming these you know interactions or uh, you know with you know extraterrestrial type beings. So 
um, when I look at that as a whole, and then when you look at earlier this year, which a lot of people um, I don't even think are thinking about just because of the state of the of the planet currently, but uh, the Pentagon owned up to um, they released um, two videos which have unidentified flying objects, UFOs, and yeah, and all the people you know, everyone's like, yeah. well, that's what, that was interesting. That's what that's what UFO means. It just means that they don't you know they don't know what it is. But they actually came out and said like, no, we have never seen this aircraft anywhere in the technology. There's we are unaware of anyone on the planet that has this technology. For them, to yeah, pull out that was interesting that, too. You know what I mean? So I, right, no, I, I, I like actually listen to those pilots, and they're like, it, you know, it's it's cornering and turning and doing all sorts of like you know crazy fucking apparatus. Their minds are being blown. That, like they're freaking. Yeah, they're like, what right. the hell is that? They're not even frightened. They're so intrigued because it's like. Imagine being right. in that profession where you're you're hot dogging it in an F-18 and doing all kinds of crazy cool you know aeronautics, and then suddenly you see something you're just like, uh, <laughs> like yeah. fascinating. Well, and, yeah, and I, I I'm kind of the same as like you know yes UFO does mean you know you know unidentified flying object, and and that's when we say UFO, automatically I think in people's consciousness right away we are thinking aliens. But it doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be that case. No, you know, it, it just means that we can't explain it. We don't know. But I also like that it's opening up for interpretation as to I I I kind of like the idea that these topics allow us to bridge the gaps of, or have the open dialogue of what if, and I like and I like I personally don't know. And and I'm not one to sit here. Oh and, no, me, ne- me uh, neither. And, and, I, I can't say with and, any assurance. You know, assurance. Zero- uh, right. I'm very agnostic towards the idea. Yes and no. I'm open to both sides because I, I really don't know. Um, and and compared to a lot of conspiracy theories, that's just one that it's never given me evidence one way or the other for me to stake a claim. In fact, I would I would stake my claim closer to the aliens than I would about uh, you know Lord Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no, and 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 I and I agree with that. But I mean, at the same time, I think that we we've reached a point where if they're willing to divulge videos and go, listen, this is we feel that this is not of this earth. Like that's a huge statement. It, yeah, it is a big step. Like right? that's that's a bomb dropped, man. That's a proverbial bomb dropped. And when you do that, that's opening the gate that's opening the door to okay now how far back do we go with this and how far and and you know there's there's a lot of you know you know revolutions that have happened within industries in the past you know 150 200 years where you're seeing major leaps and bounds in industrial revolution and technological right. revolution and we're talking about levels of quantum physics and things like that that are just that i mean wow man and it's you know a lot of things do make you wonder and when you look at weapons and weapon technology it just and 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 what those weapons are designed to do and bullet technology projectile technology these things get really really next level and it just makes you wonder you know i mean how did how did you know mere man come up with these kinds of concepts in such a short amount of time so rapidly you know no, uh, uh, no, uh, exactly. And it's, it's, you know, it's interesting. Uh, they just came out. Um, I, I was reading this the other day that they're finding a university. I'm going to, I'm going to get Belvedere to help us out. A university um, thinks they have cracked at least partial code or how time travel could work. 
And, and, and so those are the things that they're working on right now. I found it very interesting. Um, and, you know, I, like I said, we'll, we'll get that up so everyone can figure out uh, what university was studying this. I did find it interesting that we are, like you said, going through these larger leaps and bounds into technology and, and even for things like time travel, like things that I, in, as a kid, when you're growing up and you're watching movies, TV shows, you know, these are all, these are all just like, you know, pie in the sky ideas and and completely outside of the realm of your, of your normal life. Now we're maybe coming to terms with, yeah, there's a lot of shit out there that we can't explain. We'll see. And and this is what I love about technology is that whatever we have, the government and the military in particular has had for at least two decades prior to civilian use. Right. And that goes, that goes to the cell phone, man, that goes to all kinds of types of telecommunications, satellite phones, um, like we're, we're, you know, um, infrared thermovisions, all these kinds of things. Like, like when you look at a lot of the technology, the frightening part about it is, is that it's, it's a lot of it is weapons tech and weapons development for militaries <laughs> that are, you know, yeah. got controlled by the, and a lot of this is happening with, you know, um, lots of leaps and bounds and really, um, you know, it's almost like a, it's almost like a low key arms race just through development and, and, and experimentation. Right. And, and so I just, I'm just looking at things like when we're watching those films and we're talking about, you know, CGI and movies and, you know, what's, what's, you know, noticeable, what's not noticeable. I mean, these guys could have given us, you know, 64-bit graphic games back in 1983 with the original Nintendo console, but they didn't because it would have had to have a keyboard and it took away from the controller aspect. Well, and that's not, and that's not what they were designing, right? But, like, but you, right, you know yeah, what I mean, like, and then it, yeah, so so we had this, we had the ability to have this 64-bit game back in the day, but uh, you know, we had to wait until like the mid 90s. We could have even had the the Super Nintendo by all. And so it's just like when when you look well, at how I, they I remember release this, technology it's it's very slow to us and it's super expensive so by the time that it's affordable for everyone they've already released a newer technology that for them's already 15 years old well i always remember reading like it said the power of the first xbox was the same equivalent processing power uh that it took to uh for the apollo 11 to go into space and I was, you know, I thought that, I, I, and I was like, and here I am, you know, playing Grand Theft yeah. Auto yeah. with it. Max, Max Payne, and I'm, you know, downloading <laughs> all my music onto it. Right, right, exactly. It, you know, so it's it's kind of stuff. You know, one of the earliest um, introductions to conspiracy theories for myself, um, you know, when you're a kid and you used to go into the store and right at the checkout, it was the National Enquirer, right? Yes. <laughs> and one, I think everybody remembers, and I'm just, you know, Elvis is alive. Yes, absolutely. Spotted that, that's, that's an everywhere. Ir- yeah. Right. That somehow Elvis. Bigfoot, too, on the page right beside him. <laughs> right. And, and it's always with, you know, grainy footage and, you know, the guy just couldn't get close enough. To quote Midge Hedberg, right. I think Bigfoot is blurry, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really right. large, scary, out of focus monster running around. <laughs> I, it's it was always. I mean, those things always existed, and and they've been around since again since the sixties, since the fifties, and they they've been prominent. But what ha- hasn't been around is the internet and the combination of social media attached to it. Yes, and 
you know, here's one of the biggest conspiracies today, and perhaps the one that came into public consciousness the most is the JFK assassination. Um, that that in itself was one of the most prolific uh, turn of events for people, and there were just so many things that didn't add up for a lot of people, and and you know from things like you know there's a second gunman, there was you know all these things about you know was it even it was Lee Harvey Oswald Patsy, um, you know Oliver Stone came out and did a movie back in 1991 with Kevin Costner uh, about exactly this. It was a three-hour epic film about really just this, you know, JFK commission report and how they were going to, like, decipher what really happened to him. And I think even today, I mean, it's widely, widely debated. And, um, like, what – do you remember JFK movie? Uh, Absolutely. That's That one landed Costner, I think, two Academy Awards. I feel like that one was like his, uh, his really his his tour de force, and so also what triggers my memory is that when I, I was I was younger at the time, and uh, Adam's family came out at the same time, so I remember <laughs> I remember when they were released because <laughs> these nice two polarized films of you know. Yeah, very, very polarized. Yes. Yeah, we have one film that's, you know, killing people and enjoying it. And then you got another f- you know, film about a family that's just getting killed all the time. But, uh, right. Which one was uh, it? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Those, those, Kennedy, those Kennedys love death uh, <laughs> and disappearing and all kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what, what were your, like, did you ever follow the JFK assassination or did you ever um, come up with anything for yourself? Like, what, what's your, I guess, relationship with something like that? Um, well, it, you know, as a kid, it was a big talked about thing because you had programs like Unsolved Mysteries and things like that that were revisiting things and, and you know, pursuing things as, you know, almost like cold cases when sometimes they weren't, you know what I mean? When the books were already closed on things, but there's still too many questions left hanging. So they consider it unsolved because a lot of people, you know, deem it to be that way. Um, so growing up watching those episodes, as a kid, you know, because it wasn't as popular, you know, at that time, right. It, it was no longer the era right. of the assassination, but you had all these things revisiting it, like the JFK film, you know, it's the same time as these unsolved mysteries episodes are going on. So you've got a lot of people that are, you know, going back and looking at it. And I mean, there was so many different angles of speculation. You had, you know, mob involvement, um, right, you right. had government involvement, you had, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, you had Cuban interference. You, you so had many different C- angles. CIA, totally. Right. So it became so convoluted, um, and so and 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 the weird thing about it was is that I think with this conspiracy is that to have so many angles and to have so much support, seemingly in every in almost every angle. You know what I mean? To cause this huge cloud of doubt, you know, at every at every possible front, you're just like, wow. When someone you know explains to you like a mob uh, potential mob involvement, it's like, oh, you know, that just that's super plausible. You know what I mean? Especially in yeah, that and, era. And, and it also, I think, it also drives interest and it peaks people. Like, I mean, there's nothing better than like it, because nobody wants to have a story that's boring. Like to 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 reduce it down to Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone and killed him. 
isn't isn't thirsty enough for for people and and so i think you know things like ooh like when you start getting ooh mob and you start thinking ooh you know cuba and you start thinking about all these like you know under deep deep seated uh things that were going on it, you know for the americans one of the one of the things i think for them is that it was you know, they based it all around this this person that was going to bring so much hope and, and 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 you know, amazing results to the world. But you know, if you really just look at Kennedy's record, he's just he was uh, he he was just a hawkish, uh, war hungry guy. I mean, I mean, he brought the United States closer to uh, you know a nuclear disaster than than most presidents, closer than anybody should want to get to. And it, but but that's I mean, the, the reality is that nobody. Nobody wants to see Kennedy in that light. I mean, I, when I was growing up, Kennedy, you know, people talked about, you know, oh, you know, he was going to do all these great things and he had all these, you know, am, ambitious goals and stuff. But, you know, he just ended up being like pretty much any other politician. He was, you know, power, power hungry and, you know, thirsty Womanizer. for his. <laughs> right. Mayor Quimby. But, that's that's what that's what that's what Quimby is spoofing is, is, you know, is the is the essential Kennedy. Where you've got the smile and he's, you know, he's shaking the hands, kissing the babies type guy. But at the end of the day, he's just another, you know, socialite, uh, you know, elitist family born, you know, purebred yep. who's playing yeah, the and, politics and, shtick. Yeah. And, and you know, he had his he had his own ideas. Uh, Who also liked know, to step uh, on the toes of the mafia and was attempting to set up a whole department to shut them all down. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Like these these angles do get deep. And 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 you're right in, in death, his that his death made him a martyr. Um, and, and, and that's just what it comes down to. And, 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 and I get that in death, we are, we're always something that, uh, that we're not, uh, most of the time, you know what I mean? And, right. And, and um, just to, you know, to speak about a film really, really briefly here, there's a, a Robert, uh, Robin Williams movie um, called cut. And that's basically what it is. We all have these, uh, you know, implants. It's like a digital memory bank inside of our brains. And the cuttest is someone who takes those and edits these beautiful memories of one's life and compiles them down and then is able to broadcast that at the funeral. But through the editing of this, he's also exposed to all of the horrendous shit that these people have done in their lives. So it's a good example of how we uh, we glorify people in death as a constant. You know what I mean? And we tend to overlook some of the real you know, shitty things that they've done if those shitty things weren't what made them, you know, famous in the first place, you, you know, you know what I right. mean? Is that, is, wait, is, is that just, uh, just to carry on that conversation that isn't that, uh, final cut, I believe it's called. Is it final yeah. cut? I thought it was, it, it, which is the one where he played a, a pharmacist. Oh, that's one hour photo. One hour. Fo thank yeah. you. Or yes. One hour photo. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was just like, uh, there was a mel there was a meld there for me. I was like, what's no super, super similar. On? Yeah. But like it, it was just, it, I liked it in the sense of it shows you how people view people, um, after the fact. And, but you know, he's, he as a person has to, un he, he gets to see the whole aspect of a human being. And then he's got to somehow make this piece where it's like, yeah, here's this great, wonderful person, even though I watched him beat his wife over the past 30 decades, you know, 30 years or whatever. So, as he, he his death, JFK's death, um, made him a martyr in the sense because all these wonderful hopes and aspirations were just that he hadn't actually gone through with a lot of things. You know what I mean? He was on the cusp of a lot of things, but he didn't really deliver a lot of things. So it could be said in all plausibility, he was this really great guy. You, you know what I mean? To to that degree. Well, I also, I, I also think it's interesting too. Like when when JFK was assassinated and. 
you know, there's a lot of U.S. presidents have been, uh, you know, taken down over the 244 years. But what's interesting is, you know, it's it's the big scoped um, assassinations that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I didn't even know I did that. There we go. Um, but but what it is is that you know with JFK, the 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 plausibility for a lot of people is that's a, that was a a big impact, so it requires a big story. Like nobody ever nobody ever creates um, a, a conspiracy theory about when Reagan was trying to what was attempted assassination. I'm sorry, like, you were being punny when you said big impact. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, all, I'm all over the map here, man. This this this, this thing is just like, going to write like itself. His skull fragments. No, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, bad yeah. bad taste, but whatever. I, he's been dead too for soon. A while. I don't think he might. So, yeah, yeah, too soon. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just you know nobody talks about a conspiracy theory to Ronald Reagan in in eighty one when he he was almost assassinated because nobody goes. What a more deserving it, dude to talk about a conspiracy theory about though. <laughs> well, well, I just think it's funny that you know because the it didn't succeed, it makes people go, well, it couldn't have been a conspiracy because because it, they failed. You know, conspiracy theories they work could totally. What's that? <laughs> conspiracy theories they work one hundred percent of the time. They work yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, well, of course, that one is a conspiracy theory because that one didn't work. Exactly. That was my, yeah, my little joke. Uh, you no, know, I got it. Conspiracy theories just, are I only think... successful. Right, right. Um, so here's a, here's the thing. Conspiracy theories do exist. Um, and they can have, like, major implications um, in, our, in our world at large. There's, like, there's lots of things that people don't realize that, are conspiracy theories i'm using air quotes here people um but i guess my thing is anything can be considered um a conspired behind closed doors of various institutions whether it's the government or corporations when it's behind closed doors and they're conspiring to talk about something or to create a plan those are those are conspiracy theories so like if general motors and standard oil california and firestone rubber behind closed doors implemented strategic uh, strategies to buy and destroy the urban collective transportation system to make cars and oil as indispensable as they are today. That's a conspiracy. And that's, that shit happened. And you like anyone interested in that, you can actually read about like general motors conspiracy, like nine corporations and seven individuals were all indicted by the federal district court. Like these, these guys got together and, 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 and tried to eliminate, and did energy transportation uh, and and why we have the why we have the systems the way we do today the, those things exist those are companies that that get together um heads of Volkswagen i mean they conspired to falsify emission testing in their vehicles well like that 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 was that's legit see but here, here's and this is this is what i mean let's take a look at the words that make up the the term conspiracy theory first of all what is to conspire it is literally to discuss to converse about something if you and i rurik sat here and said hey we want to murder this one son of a bitch who trashed a rental property if 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 we were to say that that which we're not which we're not but if we if we were to say that that literally that discussion right there is conspiring to commit murder that's conspiracy to commit murder that's a charge and indictable offense now if someone um hears that but doesn't have actual proof to substantiate Technically and theoretically, by all intents and purposes, the term conspiracy theory, them going, well, I think I heard these guys talking about planning a murder. 
that's a conspiracy theory now. Uh, right. So it's, right. it's literally it's like, as simple. And, and, and I'm not saying that conspiring to commit murder or anything like that. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that's simple. It's the drop yeah, in exactly. the bucket. We'll, we'll talk later. But when you're, when, <laughs> but it is when you're, when you're talking about like a, a global fucking reset and the, and the amount of people that would need to be involved in that branching across the entire globe and every single yeah. country at every level of government For, and every level. Well, of and, 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 I, and I do, and I do want to get to the reset. But, but I'm, and, but and, I'm, and, I'm and, just saying like, you know, when, when we're looking at the scope of what conspiracy theory means, means we have to take a look at what the actual definition of the words represent in their in their reality well, and the operative word i would like to point out is theory i'm just you know and, and and that's what a lot of people who who when talking on either side of conspiracy theories fail to 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 you know let's let's ground ourselves in looking at the definition of the words what that can constitute you know what that encompasses and then let's take a look at the difference between plausibility and probability and let's base that on human psychology and then let's right. go from there and extrapolate from there. But I get what you're saying. There are there but are real you, conspiracy theories that are out there that are taking place all, all the time. And then you've got these ones that are completely, you know, by all accounts, baseless. Right? Well, and it goes and it goes back to kind of what I was saying. I think we, I think, of course, there's conspiracy theories and the conspiracies um, and there's degrees to them. And, and and it's a muddy water system. It's very very tough to start to find out where where do we kind of draw a, a, a somewhat of a line. Well, for sure, so we because so we all don't go insane. Yeah, because, because one being right doesn't mean everything is right. You know what I mean? You're absolutely and, right. And that's what people I feel get stuck on because you know there are some conspiracy theories that have been proven you know right that were we talked about decades yes. ago that are that they're proven right now. Okay, well that's fine. Those ones have been substantiated. Now we can go. Yes. That is real, and, and we've uncovered that. But that's not 100%. And just because you have one over here that has been shown to be right, that doesn't mean that now every single thing under the sun that's labeled the conspiracy theory right. that, has that's validity. A, that's a logical fallacy. They're right. Totally. So, like, do you remember the movie? Do you, do you remember the movie The, in, the, the Insider, 1999, Michael Mann? Um, it, big, big tobacco? Yeah, yeah. Same, same thing. So, you know, if the CEOs of the largest tobacco, uh, Brown and Williamson, um, you know, if they get together and intentionally manipulate its tobacco blend with chemicals um, like ammonia to increase the effects of nicotine, I mean, they, they that's that's conspired. That's a that's a conspiracy, and they did that shit exactly. And and and, and so you know, I want to make sure that we're you and I are trying to cut through some of the bullshit <laughs> that is that exists out there because I'm not suggesting anybody listening, and and I don't think you're suggesting that there's aren't Poor track records from governments, corporations, and people at large that have nefarious um, plans or, or things that are going to help profit them in the future. Ulterior I, motives, I, I, right? Absolutely, everybody, everybody has that. totally. And and I just want to go on on record as we dis, as we further delve into this topic right now. Just a little disclaimer for myself: I'm not saying in one way or another that I don't believe in any conspiracy theories, and I'm not saying that I believe in all of them. I'm saying that they're some that I can go, you know what? Um, there's too there's too much to dispute on either side for me to call it one way or another. There's others that I'm, you know, 60, 35, and there's other ones where I'm like, pull your fucking head out of your ass. Like you, you, right. you know, so there's it ranges, just like how we're talking about the conspiracies themselves range. My ability to take believability in them also ranges so i'm but i just want to say just because i don't believe in something like let's say i don't believe in a big global reset or nanobot fucking zombie apocalypses doesn't mean that right. i don't feel that they're not plausible 
to me, they're just simply not probable. And there's a big difference there. Anything, if you think about it long enough and devise enough plans and put enough science behind it, lots of things are plausible. Almost everything that you can conceive is plausible. So I'm not saying in any kind of 100% deniability there that I fully think that no way in hell this is happening. I'll, I'll reserve a little bit of myself to go, you know what? It could be. I don't know for sure. It could be. Do I think that that's right. the case? Fuck no. Because, I, you know... I- well, in the, <laughs> in, in the absence of truth... Like in the absence of truth, everything's possible. I mean, I mean, if, if that's if that's the world we want to live in, where we just go, well, let's just let's just say there is no truth, and now everything is up for it's possible. Um, yeah, shit. I I don't know if that's a world that we really want to live well, no, in. No, who gets out I mean, each day to face that world? Why would why would anyone do anything <laughs> if that was the case? Like, right? I I just I, I even just on that on the most micro scale of even having relationships with people. If if everything is just now suddenly non-truthful, I mean, like fuck, I mean, I, it just people people can't relate to this exactly, um, and and because so, not not everything is this matrix plug in plug out thing. We we didn't come from that. Look at human history. Like you have to understand some things here. Like you know what I mean. Like. I feel like people miss out on the on the basic understanding of of history and the basic understanding of of human psychology. And if you can combine you. if you can combine those together to understand how people work and how they have progressed over the over the centuries that we've been around and documenting ourselves, you can understand that there's you know there there are things that are universal truths that we cannot dispute and if you're going to dispute those truths, you are you are literally living in a place of delusion. Um, you know, you can't, and, and, and we have all this subjective allowability now to truth and I don't, that I don't agree with so that someone can sit there and say, well, I just have a different perspective and you have to respect that. And I'm entitled to that. And I'm allowed to voice and I'm allowed to do these things. And it's like, but what you're actually doing are muddying the waters and you're bending the truth into false narratives and you're using truth to support that in some realms to the point where you have people believing in things like the flat earth. You know what I mean, but then they can't explain how the seasons change and why we call it a globe. And they, you know, yeah, you know what I mean, exactly. And, and, and then flat, and I, flat was... earthers will also go, "Well, it's a global reset." What did you just say? Shouldn't you say it's a flat reset? What did you just say? Right. It, it, that's the, you know the biggest problem I find is that the conspirators, the people that have these theories and stuff like that, they don't hold themselves to the same standards that they're accusing other people. They they want to poke holes in the in the official narrative. They want to poke holes at at uh you know the universal consensus but then when you when you ask them you sit them down and you you try to reason these things out and say okay well then fine you fill in these gaps and their attitude is well i don't have to it's just well i'm just gonna poke holes in your theory Uh, you know what i mean like that that's bullshit like you're here's here's why it's bullshit i'll tell you why it's bullshit why are we having a discussion about it if you're not willing to discuss it this is what we do in discussions as adults we we bring up things that we know to be facts and we present actual facts that you know we know to be true and credible and we argue them and we discuss them so the fact that you have people who are just sitting there and scrutinizing with this high critical level, but then not actually applying it to what they're, you know, quote unquote, researching and then going, well, I don't have to show you anything. Do your own research. Well, why don't you do something? Do us a favor and do something that's positive for your cause or your little movement with this conspiracy theory. Bolster, bolster your numbers. Awaken me. Show me what I'm missing. Provide that for me. It, it can't be difficult if it's so obvious and blatant. And then now you've grown your supporters and you're 
your causes you like provide that's that's a positive thing that's what people who are actually a part of movements do man you know what i mean i agree and you don't have a stance like you know there's nothing worse than just being a person that's like well i'm just gonna you know stay open to all of it you know it's make a decision and like if if you honestly believe in something you know stick your feet in the stand and you know make your claim and, and be willing to have it discredited yeah, be willing to be Look, wrong because, because that, that, thinking, right that's what critical thinking is all about you allow yourself to be able to go oh hey you know what you know i originally i thought this and then now being shown this new information because i'm an open-minded receptive human being who's willing to change his position once he's shown a new truth because that's the thing about truth truth isn't always permanent the way that we know it to be there are truth can develop into a new truth later because that's what we've uncovered through science and understanding and and and, and, you know further evolution of our of our minds and our technologies so i mean truth is subject to change sometimes but that doesn't mean that the truth was a lie you you understand because because science is fallible so if we what we know up to now is what we believe to be true but then 20 years later it's proven that that's not the case well that's not our fault and we weren't living a lie we were still living the truth as we knew it to be that's as much as truth as anyone can possibly know yes absolutely it's um it's interesting to me that the, the the people that you know believe um any conspirator has to be willing and look I'll, I'll i'll put my disclaimer up here i don't know everything what we're talking about i don't know all the answers to this i i'm not a when you know when we're talking about say 9 11 i'm not a, you don't why am i here uh, i was yeah. gonna get this thirst quenched <laughs> yeah i but look I, there's lots of things i don't know and and that's not my job to like my job is to find out the credible sources that do I'm not a civil engineer, and and for me to sit here and go, uh, let me just tell you, Building Seven was an inside job. It, it, it's that's horseshit, and that's that's not that's not me being a critical thinker. That that's me just fanning the flames of these wildfires. I, I don't have the authority. People get on uh, suddenly; they become authoritarian, and, and the authorities on like suddenly suddenly architecture and civil engineering when when nine eleven came. Now. 9 11 is interesting because it was, we, we, I mean, we had the internet and it was, so this is like kind of a, you know, a world event that affected uh, obviously the United States and, and, uh, and sadly uh, people around the earth later on because they all got bomb shit out of them. So, um, but it was the first time that everyone could get to their computers, get to message boards and, and start, you know, hypothesizing what is happening. Um, and you know, I, I, I have my ideas of nine 11. Um, there's one thing that I, I would say that I, I studied a lot of, it would be nine 11. However, I don't study civil engineering. I do not study I, the things that I read and, and what I absorb are not things they're, they're above my, my pay grade. Um, I'm into the psychological and the, um, the, the practices of, the American foreign policy of it, not, 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 I can't tell you, you know, what thermite is. I couldn't even tell you what the fuck, you know, what, what the temperature of, you know, steel beams, you know, melt at. I I, I don't know that shit. And I also, and, and I also, and I also have, I've never been down to, I've never been down to the, to the crash site. I mean, I think that's one of the things that would be helpful for a lot of people 
it's almost like, you know, when you're hearing about a murder and then you speculate, well, you know, it helps if you get down to the crime scene and actually investigate it. I wasn't there. I don't fucking know. And I think there's a lot of weird things that happen in our, in any any big event. You're going to get some weird little uh, nuances. Uh, like, you know, in the Pentagon, when the plane crashed, a lot of people were saying like, oh, well, you know, did you see that some of the windows in the Pentagon weren't like didn't didn't crack, like didn't explode or they were they all cracked. Well, okay, okay, but what what does that mean? I mean, all sorts of weird shit happen, and in all sorts of different experiments. So, the, like, where first of all, where were you at like nine eleven? Where 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 were you? I was sitting in drafting class. I was upgrading. Uh, technically, it already graduated. Um, well, yeah, technically, it already graduated, but I was upgrading in my drafting class. Um, teacher had came in, whispered briefly to the drafting teacher. They both left the room, came back two minutes later, wheeling in a TV. Teacher said, everybody shut up. This is live right now. And we're watching a building smoking. And we're like, huh, what the fuck? And no sooner, no right. sooner had, had, we're, you know, we're kind of taking this all in. Do we see the second plane? Boom. And then we all just kind of look at each other and everyone instantly, you know, they're like, oh, fuck. World War Three is just They're like Stevie Wonder is flying that like, plane. Like, <laughs> like every everyone was everyone was freaked thinking that 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 meant meant war, that that just meant war right then and there. We're we're looking right. at, a uh, you know, a huge conflict, um, you know, so that's that's where I was. That's that's that was that was me at uh, 19, I believe 18 or 19. Um Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So, you you know, I, I I mean, I remember, um, I was just getting my, you know, son, uh, for some breakfast and I saw the same thing. Uh, one, the one world trade center, uh, was on fire. I honestly didn't know at the time that a plane hit it. Uh, obviously when the second one hit, I, I was kind of like, well, Stevie Wonder is flying this plane. uh, Well, or as you know, George W. Bush said, you know, that's, you know, one lousy pilot. Um, that was, that was his thing. Now, you know, Bush, you know, back in the day, you know, he sat in, uh, sat in, a New Jersey, I believe it was in New Jersey, sat in a, um, elementary school reading, um, a tale about a goat. And, uh, you know, he whispered, you know, what he was, um, he was briefed on it during that. And they just told him that, you know, the world trade center has been attacked. The United States is under attack. I believe they actually said to him and, uh, you know, he sat there and, didn't do anything for like nine minutes, whatever it was, um, which of course that flames, you know, conspiracy, you know, like, Oh, so like he just wanted to let this, like this whole plan was this nefarious attack. Um, I'm from the school of thought. I mean, I, I believe that anybody in human beings, we all find all sorts of um, reasons and motives to, to do things, at, at certain conveniences. It doesn't mean you're part of something. You know, people, when, when they find out about a, say, a, you know, a global pandemic and they, you know, sell off stock to get rich, it doesn't mean you created that pandemic. You found an opportunity and, and you and you go with it. I believe, based on just classic U.S. foreign policy, that after 9-11, they use it as a pretext to go, this is actually great. This is great in the sense that we can now create a blanket, a, a blanket um, new ideology, the preemptive attack, 
No longer do we have to fall into the category of preventive attack. We can go into the notion of we're going to come and get you blindly before you come and get us and allow them to, to like, I mean, you know, out of the 19 hijackers, like 16 of them were Saudi Arabian. And, you know, the first, first thing on their list is an illegal war in Afghanistan. And then we all know that they created this, um, which we would call a conspiracy. Um, they created the uh, weapons of mass destruction. That was that was a big thing back in like 2001, 2002. Rolling into the early 2000s, they were talking about, you know, that, you know, Saddam Hussein had all these, you know, chemical weapons and he was ready to, um, as Condoleezza Rice put, you know, there's a, it's going to be the smoke, the smoking gun's going to be a mushroom cloud over New York City. Um, of course, they didn't have shit. I, I mean, they, they didn't have any weapons and, any scholars, any 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 pundits back in the day, they knew that they didn't. But the United States is like it was just a pretext for them to allow them to to carry out their stuff. Um, I, I guess I, I you know for me looking back at nine eleven, there are a lot of question marks, and and question marks in the sense that outside of the the, the standard narrative, which is hijackers got into planes. And implemented a serious attack into into towers. People then go. I mean, I remember back in the day, people said things like, "Well, I don't even think those people were on those planes." Like they, they were. They, like it went. Those conspiracy theories went really, really dark. That the people that were on planes, say United ninety three, or any of that kind of stuff, that they weren't even on those planes. That they didn't exist. They, they people started calling out the phone calls to that passengers on those flights to their parents and their loved ones saying goodbye that that, that became a conspiracy theory but right. at the same time at the same time i think there i mean there's a lot of question marks in terms of like things like building seven people bringing up building seven quite quite a lot in in, in this narrative well yeah and and that's because there wasn't a plane flown into it so it's just odd that it is dead <laughs> you know a lot of people you know are going well this wasn't a part of the crash site you know this wasn't a part of where the impact took place um and then the for for me on this particular subject um from what i've like i don't i'm not really into researching the event per se you, you, you if, if you can just bear with me on that and what i mean is of course i'm not i'm not into um, researching the hijacking. I'm not into researching the involvement or who, you know, which shadow company or terrorist group or government organization. None of that is actually what my level of interest, where my level of interest lies. My level of interest lies in the, the, the science of how those buildings fell the way that they did when they were designed with this, with, with the, 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 one of the constructs and the foundations of these buildings was to withstand aircraft impact. And then when you have a large community, uh, we're talking about a large community of people who are in the architect, engineering and scientific background who are going, OK, we've got a lot of questions about the way that those buildings fell, the time in the timeline in which they fell and 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 how that could have been the result of, you know, those planes you know, crashing into them. So they've never, 
here's here's the thing about what I've read about it is that a lot of the scientists and the architects, and the engineers in the community who are involved in these, you know, discussions, they don't like lending themselves to the discussion because they're not trying to give any kind of conspiracy theory merit, but they do want to uncover and, and get answers to the questions that they have, because again, that's what science does. It's got an unquenchable thirst for knowledge, and that's the pursuit. It's the endless pursuit, never-ending pursuit of knowledge truth. and understanding. Yeah, truth. Right. So right. when 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 we when we look at that, um, and I'm looking at the community and the amount of people involved. It's not we're not looking at a, a super small percentage. You know, we're not looking at the you know, uh, the one doctor out of six here, you know what I mean? Like we're looking at a large group of people who are um, branching out into all the fields that would be involved in the construct of buildings like this. And they would understand the engineering, the designs, what the protocols were put into place, the structural capacities, you know, all of, all of the factors that would be into play. These people know these things. And when it comes to the NIST reports, um, you know, it's their own reports that they're, that they're refuting, right? Because now <laughs> right, we've, got, yeah. we've got 19 years of, of, of science and technology advancement at the helm here. So now they can go back and they're trying to uncover and get some, you know, solid, provable answers, as, you know, as much as they can um, about how those buildings fell in the manner that they did. So you've got a group of scientists who have um, decided to not talk about it simply because they don't want to be labeled as... They don't want to give merit to conspiracy theories by simply having unanswered questions, knowing that the conspiracy theory community will jump all over that as signs of, a, in fact, a conspiracy theory. Um, and, and then you have the group of scientists who are running computer simulations and who are taking in um, a bunch of you know different accounts of what may or may not have happened there, different chemical combinations, the sprinkler systems involved with the aluminum inside of the plane heating up to a certain degree, causing major um, you know explosions of energy, because there are 118 firemen who all said we heard explosions popping off in those buildings before they came down. That's 118 dudes in humanitarian positions going well you know there was what was what was up with those explosions it wasn't just a crumble you know there was there was explosions happening and then we're talking minutes later that building's coming down and then there's also clear video footage of what looks like um small explosions coming out of the sides of the building you can see puffs of smoke and then it's minutes later these buildings collapsing so there are a lot of questions out there and in the and yeah. within the community that rightfully so has the you know the right to challenge and 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 question what has taken place there um it's it's when people look at that and start going well see that's the all you need to know it's like no <laughs> that right there that right there is your problem that right there is why everything is a conspiracy theory because you literally stop the buck at a point where you think that's all you need to know for you to like be it's, 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 for you to be satisfied. To of course it is, of course it is. But you have to take and, and it to its extent and in its entirety. You have to reach a solid conclusion. You can't just stop right. the buck for yourself where it fits your narrative and it sounds good to you up to that point. And then you go, well, that's all you need to tell me about it. Imagine if we ran court cases and trials like that. You know what I mean? The first witness gets called up and the judge goes, well, you know what? I'm sold. That's all I need to hear. Done. Execute him. Like, that's not how right. that's not how we go about um, the pursuit of knowledge and truth in this world. And if you're going to start throwing those processes out into the wind, like they don't actually matter or that they don't apply to certain situations, then you are missing out 
on being intelligent. And, and here's what that means. That means that when you're doing the posts and those narratives and you're projecting that out there for the world, you're not actually caring about being correct. You're concerned about feeling right. So you'd rather feel right then be correct, which means that all you're doing and all of your pursuits and behind them is literally your virtue signaling. Every single thing that you do. And it doesn't mean that your post is actually being a, a definition of virtue signaling. It's the fact that you're posting about it at all that makes it virtue signaling because you are refusing right. to actually take it to a level of understanding because you've already feel satisfied and you've quelmed your little, you know, immediate, you know, temporary thirst for knowledge. You've got your instant gratification with a 10 word meme and a 10 word, 10 minute Google search. And now you figure you've know, you know more than people who've dedicated decades of their lives, you, you know, and study to, I, to be able to undermine them, you know? I, I, yeah. I, and I think you, that's beautifully stated. And I also think it leads itself to, again to the next leap in logic I, I like that you said virtue virtue signaling and let's take a just i want to take a i don't want to spend a lot of time on this one because these guys are absolutely you know fucking douchebags um but i want to do discuss you talk about virtue signaling i want to talk about uh q conspiracies and, and more importantly uh hashtag uh save the children um, where a large group of people in the United States are taking upon themselves to believe a conspiracy theory uh, that uh, a large cabal of Demo uh, Democrats, um, from the Hillary Clintons to the George Soros and onwards, and including celebrities from Tom Hanks and, and onwards, um, are part of a large sex trafficking ring. Um, goes down. We, we touched on this in one of our previous episodes about where did truth go. And What's interesting about you're it, in you puns. say signal. You're in the puns tonight. Sex trafficking yeah, yeah. ring, we touched on this. <laughs> like, ba -boom. Oh, shit. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm a genius that didn't even know it. I, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, you got these guys sitting on the street corner in fucking L.A. or New York, wherever the fuck they are. And, you know, they're accosting people on the streets and they're talking about, you know, you know, yelling about things about Tom Hanks. They got, you know, they, they're, you know, man, man made posters that they made in their mom's basement. And they're talking about sex trafficking and shit like that. And I can't think of any more concise idea of virtue signaling than this shit. And what I mean by that is, and I think you know where I'm going with this. These guys aren't doing fucking anything to save children. Now, there are a lot of amazing groups out there from Child Find um, that like there, there are organizations and, and uh, that globally are trying to fight this. And fucking Ashton Kutcher is doing a fucking better job at sex trafficking, um, uh, taking down sex trafficking than, <laughs> than fucking. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Ashton Kutcher is yeah, doing a better job yeah, at sex trafficking? Then whom? Then whom? Firstly. Kevin Spacey. That guy had Mila Kunis know. for crying out loud. <laughs> you know, and Demi these Moore. Guys sitting, these guys are sitting on the street corner fucking yelling this shit. And I, what, I, what I don't get is. They honestly think they're they're helping their cause. You you're not interested in helping these fucking kids. If if you were interested in in, in sex trafficking and, and and helping kids, you would be volunteering in all sorts of different organizations and different manners from kids helplines, getting Clothing getting kids drives, help so they don't get on 
food, Thank you. food for, you know, right. low income families. You'd be helping children in every aspect possible. You wouldn't be hashtagging things, making a sign, parading around the streets, and then just going back home to eat fries and poutine and shit. Like you're, you're absolutely right. It's an ineffectual thing because it's literally doing nothing. It's, it's sure we're talking about it. Okay. But shouldn't we be talking about like results instead? You know what I mean? Instead of just speaking about, you know, people who are, who are literally, um, fanning flames that are unsubstantiated you you, you're you're throwing people under the bus you're destroying lives or attempting to destroy lives with things that are unsubstantiated in this life when it when it comes to accusations you have to be able to prove things beyond a reasonable doubt for for you to be able to be steadfast and have people you know believe you wholeheartedly enough uh, you know to a point and then you know to side with you on on issues so if, if you're just throwing things out there like if, if basically you know if we can start a conspiracy theory by me simply going uh you know i heard rurik's got uh you know 12 asian kids in a sea can somewhere and then all of a sudden everyone's talking about that and that becomes a thing and someone starts they form a facebook page that facebook page gets 300 likes now they've got little cardboard signs and they've got a hashtag and then they all meet up on friday uh you know 3 p.m at a legislative building and they stand around they wave these flags they get a bunch of attention and then what then they go home and then they do right. nothing and they don't help and they don't contribute anything of positivity. They've just made a group that is out there saying they're saving the children while literally doing nothing. I'll tell you something about saying things and doing things. Your beliefs don't make you a good fucking person. Your actions do. And there's a huge difference between the two. Nicely said. Uh, well, obviously, this topic has a lot more meat on its bones. So the president's neck is missing. We'll be continuing conspiracy theories next week. I want to thank Neil Guevara and all you listeners. I'm Rurik Yackel. Peace be with you. This has been The President's Neck is Missing, your quasi-intellectual guide through today's modern world. Catch these idiots once again in our next episode. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country.